podcast. I am in the best mood today because I'm so excited for today's guest for this episode. I don't know if you guys are like me, but sometimes when people have guests on that I'm just not super interested in, I definitely tune out. I don't listen to the whole thing, but this conversation was so good. I'm having a conversation with Dr. Zenovia, and I'm so excited because she actually has her own business where she sells skincare that is for hormonal acne. She's also a dermatologist, very, very smart, very qualified. And while that's kind of her focus, we talk about so many different things in this episode, things like health and wellness, things like hormones, things like being a mom and having a business and how do you actually get everything done and what does it mean to be a dermatologist while also running a business while also having kids and I just love this episode. I would really encourage you guys to listen to the end because I just think it's really enlightening and I just really loved our conversation that we had. So I'm really excited for this episode. I kind of walk through my background with acne too, dealing with acne and being on Accutane, her thoughts on that, talking about hormones. And I just thought it was a good conversation. I talk about sunscreen and vitamin D and how those work together. And I just thought this was a really, really great conversation. But some background on my own acne story. I have always dealt with acne. I've not been blessed with perfect skin. Pretty much everyone in my family has been on Accutane because we have had very cystic acne versus Aiden has literal perfect skin. And I've always just wondered why do some people have perfect skin? They don't have to do a lot. Why do some people have to have a ton of skincare products? If you guys watch my videos, you know I like to be very minimal with makeup and hair products. I don't like having a lot of stuff. And so I talked to her about, you know, what is the basic skincare routine that you should have for skin aging and just for taking care of your skin without having to have all the serums, all the fancy things that you see on TikTok that are always trending because I am not interested in spending $500 every month on a skincare routine. So we also walk through that. My life update for this week, I am patiently waiting for my sister Lindsay to have her baby. She's due pretty much any day now. I'm so excited to meet her when she comes. I just think it's going to be so exciting and obviously it's so exciting having another baby in the family. I also just want to say, and I think I need to say this more often, but I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for the support on the podcast and Instagram, YouTube, all of that. I just went through about 10 letters that I got in my PO box, which if you want my address for that, that's usually in the description of my YouTube videos. But I can't tell you how many people specifically listen to the podcast and just share how the things that we talk about, the topics that come up really do help you in your life, help you with relationships. And guys, every single time I open letters, I swear I start crying because it just makes me so emotional to hear things that I struggle with, that I share on, that I'm always thinking maybe I'm the only one who thinks about this. But hearing other people who go through the same things and specifically find hope. And I just want to tell you guys, I felt really called today. I've been listening to some worship music. I'm feeling very spiritual today that there is hope in this world. You do not need to be hopeless. If you are dealing with acne that makes you feel so insecure, you are more than your acne. If you are dealing with an eating disorder, you are more than what you think your body looks like. If you are dealing with a toxic relationship that makes you feel insecure about yourself, if you're dealing with comparison, there is hope. And I know when you're dealing with these topics that it can feel like there's just no end and that you'll always be that way. But I believe as a Christian and in my faith that 
there is a God who loves you. There's a God who made you fearfully and wonderfully made more than any of these things, more than any of these topics that I talk about specifically in this episode. That's something that we talk about near the end that, yeah, this stuff's important, but there are even more important things in life like having a healthy community. And I just think it's so important to remind you guys because I know sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, they can make me feel really uplifted or they can make me feel even more insecure. And so I just want you to know that there is hope. I think that Hayden just got home from work. So I'm going to go ahead and end this intro and let's go ahead and get into this. So I'd love for you first off, just to introduce yourself for anybody who might not know you, what you do and who you are. Thank you, Michelle, for having me. My name is Dr. Zenovia. I am a board-certified dermatologist physician, and I specialize in all things skin. I have a particular interest in um, how our hormones impact our skin, but I do everything under the sun from skin cancer surgery, acne, lasers, Botox fillers, the whole kit and caboodle. So I'm just your bread and butter dermatologist. Awesome. And when you were going through school, what specifically made you want to actually do dermatology? Because I know there you can study anything within school. And so yeah. what specifically about dermatology kind of drew you into that? It's a good question. And I think every doctor kind of struggles with the kind of doctor they want to be because in medical school, which is four years additional after college, um, you don't specialize, right? Medical school is just straight MD work and you do all the fields of medicine. And I was the kind of kid that kind of loved everything. You know, I, I thought psychiatry was fascinating. I thought trauma surgery was amazing. I thought obstetrics and delivering babies. Um, and I really was a kind of person that really loved procedures and I loved surgeries. And I really saw myself in the operating room, you know, removing kidneys or uh, repairing an aortic aneurysm. But I knew also that I wanted a balanced life in a family. And so I started to think about what are the specialties that are procedural, you know, and you're not like, for example, reviewing blood pressure medicine or doing well child checks. But I knew I wanted to like cut, but I didn't want to be a slave to my job. And so I did rotations in all the fields, the surgical fields that had um, that kind of balanced life with a surgical element. And, you know, it was ophthalmology, otolaryngology, uh, um, radiation oncology, and then of course, dermatology. And I kind of thought dermatology was for the, you know, kind of like the weak doctors because you're just pushing creams all day. You're like one step above a Clinique counter rep, like what's a dermatologist, but I did the rotation and I thought it was fascinating. I love so many things about dermatology. First of all, I love that the skin is the largest immune organ. So there's a lot of immunology in dermatology. The other thing is, I, I love how your psychology is connected to how you feel about yourself and how you look externally. That was a really psychological component to dermatology. And then lastly, um, one of the things that a lot of people don't know is that dermatologists actually look under the microscope at their skin biopsies. And that is the study of pathology. And so I just, it was very sciencey. It was very nerdy. And I really loved looking in a microscope and looking at human cells and DNA. And it made me, it, you know, it, it had like the macro micro correlation. And I thought that was really cool. So um, that's how I chose it. It was a lot of different things and it was a process of elimination in many ways too. Yeah. And obviously your products have a heavy emphasis on hormones. And so for anyone who might not know how hormones play a part in skin, I'd love for you to share kind of how you got this idea of 
this is something that not a lot of other skincare brands are tapping into and why hormones are really important for skin and how they affect our skin. Got it. So like, yeah, I mean, you, you go through your training and your medical school and residency. And then when you get out into like the real world as a physician, you begin to see patterns that maybe weren't, um, you know, that you didn't, that weren't really explained to you or weren't really at the forefront of what you were studying. And so um, what I began to notice probably about 10 years into my career was that there was a lot of things that were happening on the skin that were hormonally driven, particularly acne, melasma, um, even, um, you know, like, um, the certain inflammatory disorders that were worse at different times of your life. Like for example, a woman's rosacea would get really good during her pregnancy, but then after pregnancy, it got way worse. It's like, what was that all about? So nobody had really connected like this hormone and skin connection. And I just started finding it very fascinating that we go through these massive hormonal shifts in our lives particularly puberty, pregnancy, and menopause, and that it's really impacting the skin, and we don't know a lot about that. And that's what kind of piqued my interest. And, you know, as a cosmetic dermatologist, I was doing a lot of lasers and a lot of, you know, brown spots and melasma and acne scarring. And so I just felt like getting deeper than just the skin and like, you know, erasing your acne scars. I, I wanted to understand acne from a hormonal standpoint versus just fixing the consequence of acne, you know? And that's what like kind of spurred my interest in getting more into it and educating myself deeper. And then specifically, how do your products differ from say, just like the average, say Clinique, a topical treatment that someone would buy from there? Good question. I mean, I think there's a lot of really amazing skincare out there, but as a physician and a medical scientist, it's like, you know, we're kind of like the authority on the biology of the skin. And so there's, there's a lot of, there's kind of levels of skincare, you know, there's, there's Walmart, there's Target, and then there's like Neiman Marcus, and then there's like the prescription. And so I, I felt, I feel like the Dr. Zenovia line, when I created it, I really wanted it to be like medicine in a bottle. I didn't, the, the marketing and the packaging was okay. It, it wasn't that it wasn't important, but to me, it was like, um, the raw materials, how the ingredients work together, like synergistically, um, you know, what is the optimum concentration is 15% vitamin C good, but it's irritating. So do I have to lower that percentage? So it's that mindful chemistry and that really kind of hardcore analysis on how the product is creating the results. So it's very kind of evidence-based and science-based. And then the other little niche thing about the doctors in the V-line, besides being very kind of like, almost like medicine in a bottle versus pretty packaging, is um, it, it like it, the hormonal element to it is what's really novel about it. And that is that um, I, I noticed that there wasn't any product on the market that had hormonal support for the tissue. And um, one of the things that happens in our lives is as our estrogen goes down over time, even in men and women, it impacts our skin. You know, perim, you know, when you get PMS acne and you break out before your period or whatever it is that's causing your flare-ups, um, phytoestrogens are plant-based estrogens, and they've been studied around the world, but nobody really had them in products. And I really felt that the preliminary studies showed promising effects on what a small little fake plant-based estrogen mimicker could do to the skin. And it was remarkable. So it's really the first ever 
hormonally targeted skincare line that can manage and treat conditions like acne, melasma, and aging. And so um, that's what makes it kind of super niche is that the Regulate 360 Complex, which is the name of the um, hormonal, hormonal kind of element in the product, is, is new, different, and nobody else has it. Wow. Yeah, I absolutely love your products. I started using them back when I lived in New York City a couple years ago. I, I just received awesome. them in a PR package or something. I was like, oh, these look cool. And it was the first skincare brand that I actually felt like was keeping my skin more clear. And even when moving back to Dallas, I expected, okay, there's so many life changes. I was getting married and I just expected my skin to freak out. And I really feel like it didn't because of your product. So You're I, amazing. I love yeah. that. So you just felt like it kind of, and that's like the idea of the regulate three. 360, like no matter where you are, what stressors you might have, that little molecule Regulate 360 is infused in every single product. So it kind of balances out your skin. If you need like, you know, if you're breaking out, it balances out. If you're not breaking out, it kind of is an emollient. So it gives you that support. So I am so happy to hear that. That's awesome. Yeah. And I talk all about my podcast. I prefer to live pretty minimally. And so for me, I don't really take a lot of skincare sponsorships and I get a ton of them. I think there are so many skincare products out there, but I always say I'm like, her products are the best. They really are. I, I love it. I'm so glad. And, yeah. and just, you know, for me, like it, it's kind of like... I love this authentic support because you've tried it and you like it and it actually works. And to me, that's all that matters. It's, it's like, you know, I just want kids out there and, and moms and parents and whoever you go to like the grocery store, the pharmacy or your department store, and there's millions of products out there. And the idea is like, you just don't know which ones are going to work for you. But if you like trust real science and real chemistry, the skin is going to react to that. So I am so happy to hear that. Something that I love about your products too, is they kind of focus on kind of the deeper root of why you're getting acne and yeah. kind of more about my story. When I was in high school, I actually went on Accutane because I was getting that really deep cystic acne. And I mean, yeah. there's so much out there, so many different opinions on a medicine like Accutane out there. And while I don't necessarily regret being on it. I know it's a pretty harsh drug, but yeah. something that I've kind of noticed more about specifically dermatologists is they kind of just want to address that. Like you said, just looking at the acne scars yeah. and kind of like the things that not necessarily the root causes of things, but actually going in and just kind of eliminating the symptoms. Yeah. And so I'd love to hear your opinion as a dermatologist. What do you think about that, about what your approach is when someone comes in and they're struggling with acne? Do you think it's important to look back on that root cause instead of just addressing the symptoms themselves? Yeah. I mean, I think that's what doctors should do for every condition. You know, I mean, it's one thing to have high blood pressure and just like, you know, make, make the body pee out more fluid, but then you're dehydrated. So, so getting to the root cause of what's happening in any disease is important. I mean, when we look at acne, it's one of the most studied conditions of, of the human body. We understand that that acne in general is, is a multifactorial disorder, right? So it's not just, oh, your face is dirty or, oh, my mom had acne, so I have it. I mean, it's both genetic, it's environmental and it's stress related. You know, there's a huge component of stress with acne and that's why teenagers are so prone to it too because we're under a lot of stress during those years. But, um, you know, I do am the kind of person that's like, if you have really nodulocystic scarring acne, 
I don't try to Mickey Mouse around and say, oh, try this cream and do this. This is an internal disease. Mm -hmm. There are hormonal signals. There are inflammatory signals that you cannot control with just a topical. So I don't want you to regret that you were on Accutane as a teenager. It's one of my favorite medications for acne. I am a huge proponent of acne for people that can't control it with topicals. And I use a very conservative French dosing of Accutane where you do very little doses and you get maximal effect. And um, just to know, Michelle, there's no long-term sequela or consequence to being on Accutane. You'll be able to have normal, healthy, beautiful babies and no problem with pregnancies and and your body kind of washed it out in 12 hours. So yes, getting to the root of something is the key. And I'm always like that. Like even when my kids are screaming or like cranky, I'm like, are they tired? Are they hungry? You know, I'm trying to get to the root of what the issue is. And I think that's what good medicine is. Mm -hmm. And um, the product line does have exactly that angle, which is like, okay, I know that acne in particular, if we were going to take that, is caused by four things, okay? The reason you get a pimple on your face is because A, there's a clogged follicle. B, there's bacterial overgrowth. C, there is hormonal stimulation and oil secretion. And four, there's inflammation. So how do I knock out each one of those components? And that's what the product line does. It doesn't just address one of those. It goes through each one, inflammation, oil secretion, bacterial overgrowth, and um, comedonal clogging of the follicle. And I, I put an ingredient that kind of shuts down those four components and it's getting to the root cause instead of just, let me just dry out your skin. Yeah. So it is, it's huge paradigm. And, you know, I urge all people in their lives and their professions to dig deeper and, and figure out what's causing anything, their broken relationship, you know, their, their, their stress in their life, their pimples. It is important to dig deeper, get educated and figure out things in the root cause. So I think that is happening more and more, Michelle with the age of information and people like you who are educating people and and not being a one sentence answer for everything i mean things are complicated and especially the human body yeah i love that that you have a more kind of let's fix this approach because i can't tell you when i was in high school the amount of times before i even went on accutane it was okay we're gonna try this topical exactly. we're gonna wait six months here's another yeah. one and wasted so much money when i feel like i could have fixed it sooner on so i For love sure. that and the money you spent not the time and energy but now put yourself in somebody else's shoes you just had six months of scarring and those scars last a lifetime so luckily your, I mean, your skin's absolutely ravishing. You're gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's really beautiful. I mean it. And it's like, you know, there's a lot of people that weren't as lucky as you. So they, you know, kind of, you know, mess around with a couple months of creams and then you're like scarred for life. It's just really unfortunate. So I do urge your listeners and anybody who's listening, if you have a tendency to make scars or you feel that your, your face is indenting by any stretch, you know, scarring, you got to go and get on oral medication because creams alone won't work. And, and I mean, I'm, I created a skincare line, but I, I, I don't think it's the answer for everybody, you know? Yeah. And when you were creating your products kind of more on the logistical end, what was that process like of actually, you know, creating the formula and marketing the product and getting it out there? I mean, I know you're sold in Sephora, like yeah. how did that actually work starting that business from your end? I love this question because it's funny. It is, um, it doesn't happen overnight. 
it starts with, with every business, Michelle, it starts with an idea and then it's um, a journey, you know, it's trial and error. It's like, should I do this or should I do this? Will this work? Will that work? And um, I worked with a known manufacturer that I had worked with before in, in selling moisturizers and different products out of my clinical office. And just, I always been kind of like a, a product junkie. I mean, since I was 12 years old, I was like using my mom's Lancome, you know? And then when I went and did chemistry, I loved that the cell membrane of each cell in our body was a lipid bilayer. And I'm like, wow, okay, it's a fat. Well, that means that you can only absorb things that are oily, but that's gross. And so I, I just had a keen interest in cosmeceutical chemistry and dermatology was, you know, on the side kind of happening for me. And I was becoming a doctor and working my butt off in medical school and, and studying really hard. But then there was always like this girly side of me that loved creams and potions and being like a little chemist. And when I could join the two things and merge my interest in the skin with the biology and chemistry of, of cosmeceuticals, I just started tinkering. And for example, like one, one like potent um, example is benzoyl peroxide. Okay, benzoyl peroxide's played out. When I was a teenager, we used Stridex from you know the, the the pharmacy, and it was these little pads of benzoyl peroxide, and everybody got red from it. For me, it wasn't. It wasn't. I knew that benzoyl peroxide worked. I knew that there was a lot of data on benzoyl peroxide, but. I knew that it was also irritating and it wasn't enough. So I'm like, okay, what can I put? First of all, how do I make benzoyl peroxide more tolerable? How do I make it work better without being so harsh? And then I started studying how to make products. So for example, one of the key things about my benzoyl peroxide products is that they're highly micronized, which means that if you look at benzoyl peroxide in its raw form, Michelle, it's a crystal. It's like a piece of glass, okay? So if that crystal is huge, it has really sharp edges. And the surface area of its activity is not that much. But if I break it up into a billion little micronized pieces, now those little glass shards get a lot smaller, more mm -hmm. tolerable, and the surface area is greater. So that idea of taking something that was already known, but making it better, was also part of the process. And um, it, it, like I said, it doesn't happen overnight. You have to really rely on other people who can teach you things, elevate your game, you know, get you to be like, think outside the box. You know, what has already been done? What could be more unique? And um, it's definitely, it takes a village, you know? And the whole marketing aspect of it, is, is kind of like, you know, I'm a nerd doctor. I don't know how to market a product. So, you know, it's like, I don't know what color to make the bottle. And, and you get a group of people that you trust and that understand you and, and, and you guys have the same vision. And together, the process kind of comes together in this crazy um, way. And I don't know if I'm doing everything right. It is trial and error. But it's been amazing to kind of create something that is helping a lot of people because that's at the end of the day what I wanted, but it doesn't happen overnight. I would say that I, I started, Michelle, thinking about a cosmeceutical line maybe eight years ago, 
And then I started tinkering with molecules about five years ago. And then the product launched one year ago. Oh, it's only been a year? October of 20, um, 2019. Okay. So almost two years, almost two years. Okay. I was trying to think. I was like, man, I must have got it right at the start then. Yeah. So, awesome. so it hasn't been like that long, right? Mm-hmm. But there was a lot of legwork and you got to add in all those years of medical school, right? Because oh all goodness. that... It's all that ladder knowledge. I mean, think mm-hmm. of you and, and what you do, where you oh, yeah. were in your marketing job to where you are today. Each dot was necessary to get mm-hmm. you to this point. And so that's kind of the journey of life, not to sound too cliche, but um, I didn't know why I needed to meet this guy, Steve, who ended up teaching me about molecule combinations that I met that guy like years ago. And then when I started making products, I'm like, I have to call that guy. He's super smart. And he taught me a lot that one time. And then I called him again. So mm-hmm. it's really connecting the dots and creating that unicorn for yourself. And you don't know why that dot was necessary five years ago, but it becomes necessary at the end of the day. Wow. That's awesome. That's so crazy. I hadn't realized how much time you had thought about that before you actually went for it. Cause there's yeah, some people that'll just try to go for it right away, which I also yeah. think is great. But obviously when you're making something as important and you know, a medical product, it obviously takes a lot more kind of research getting in there. Yeah. And you know what else? I mean, just kind of, I love that you recognize that. I can, I can tell you're very thoughtful in how you think, because it's like, I'm a doctor. I can't create crap, right? Yeah. Like to me, like, like Veritas is true, you know, like truth is truth. And so I have to engender, um, if I'm going to support anything, whether it be a laser an injectable, or even a product that has my name behind it, I, it has to be legit and it has to be science-based and it's not going to be cause it smells good or cause this is really cool and chlorophyll water or whatever the heck it is. Like I can't say that works unless I really see the data because that's my angle. I'm like a medical scientist. So in a way I've got to always stay legit. And because of that, I can't just like pull something out of my butt and sell it because I don't believe that, you know? Do you think generally with skincare, the more you pay for it, the better quality the product is? Because obviously your products are, you know, you have to put some money in because they're really quality products, but obviously there's a lot of drugstore products out there too. What are your opinions on kind of price points with skincare? I love it. Oh my God, Michelle. So yes, I didn't. So the price of something does not equal the quality. Okay. The price of something does not equal the quality. And it's so funny. I was probably in, in creating the skincare line, I was probably the worst at the financial part because, you know, I just want to help people and I'm a doctor and, you know, I'm not a very business minded person from like an economic standpoint. And so when we were determining the prices, there was so much involved. And at the end of the day, there's a lot of amazing products out there that are really cheap. And there's a lot of expensive products out there that are really crappy. And so it's, it's, a, it's really like smoke and mirrors if you're a consumer and you're not an educated consumer. 
because even stuff like I remember like the ordinary came out and they're like, Oh, 10% niacinamide. And all my patients were buying this $7 tube of cream because it's $7. And I'm like, it's saying 10% niacinamide, but it could be 10% niacinamide with sunflower oil, which is going to break you out. Or it's not a stable 10% niacinamide because niacinamide evaporates when exposed to oxygen or blah, blah, blah. So I really am happy you asked that question. Price does not equal quality. And um, part of um, the thoughtfulness that went into pricing my products were really because the raw materials are so expensive. When you source quality diamonds, the diamond is going to cost the consumer a lot of money. So it's just, it's more like cost crossover than let's make this expensive and make it look better. Um, I do not. And I say that about everything. Like, do you need to go and spend $500 on your highlight job? Probably not. If you find somebody that can probably do the same thing for like 150, you know? Yeah. So it's just a lot of smoke and mirrors out there when it comes to pricing. Like I mentioned, I'm definitely more of a minimalist. I don't like having a lot of products. I'm like the opposite of a product junkie. What do you think are the absolute essentials someone should have if they're trying to do the bare minimum, but also thinking about skin aging and wanting to protect their skin and moisturize their skin, but also not having, you know, all the serums that are out there. What yeah, do you think like is kind of the basic? Yeah. Yeah. And it can get really stressful. And I found when I was using all these different products, like having the most intense skincare routine, my skin was breaking out more. So what do you think about just having kind of the bare minimum skincare routine? What should people have? Yeah. Um, I'm a total minimalist myself. I do not believe in 25 layers. I think you're kind of diluting the previous product when you put on another product. Okay. So, um, and again, because, you know, as a doctor, I believe in, 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 in stuff that has research. So if someone's like, Oh, I, I put my dog shampoo on my face and it works. And I'm like, congratulations. I hope it does. I can't say that it works or that I can recommend it to my patients. Cause there's no research on your dog shampoo, mm-hmm. but I do have some basic pillars that I believe in for all skincare. Okay. And I'm not talking about if you have a disorder, like if you have acne, rosacea, or or psoriasis, let's put that aside. Just basic good skincare. Okay. There's basically four pillars. One, you need to prevent ultraviolet damage. Number one, and that is with the daily sunscreen. Um, They've done a head-to-head trial, Michelle, on all the best-selling creams on the market. And they followed these people for two years. You know, the most expensive department store cream, all the way down to the medically dispensed creams with some famous doctor names on them and sunscreen and this, and they followed people for two years. And at the end of the day, the number one anti-aging cream, it decreased brown spots, decreased rhytids, decreased um, collagen loss was sunscreen. It's like not sexy, but it's what works. So preventing ultraviolet radiation is huge for good skin. Number two, Um, During the day, we're getting a lot of toxins and damage on our face, stress, sunlight, smoking, uh, ultra, you know, even fluorescent light. So I do believe in an antioxidant in the morning. Okay. Antioxidants come in all shapes and sizes, vitamin C, vitamin E, pomegranate. Okay. They're kind of a little bit tricky because antioxidants oxidize when they open 
in the oxygenated atmosphere. So you have to buy a real quality product. Okay. I really love vitamin C in the morning underneath sunscreen period. Okay. That's all I believe in the morning. And the vitamin C moisturizer that I made was specifically for that reason. It's high potency vitamin C with an SPF. It's a one-stop shop. That's my belief in the morning prevention and antioxidation at night. You want renewal and collagen preservation. And renewal comes from sloughing down that dead layer. So using a beta hydroxy acid, like glycolic acid, I love. It's almost like trimming your little dead ends every night on your hair. You're trimming that dead layer. Your skin is shedding continuously. So how do you get that dead, dull layer off? You do it with glycolic acid or beta hydroxy acids. And I love the glycolic acid peel pads in the Dr. Zenovia line. And then the last component, which I love, and it's as good as sunscreen, is a retinol. And retinols are tried and true collagen preservers and anti-agers. And if you can find a retinol that works for you, that's low dose and won't, and won't make you peel, won't make you red, a little drop of retinol every night keeps your skin gorgeous through the ages. So sunscreen, retin-A, vitamin C in the morning, glycolic and retin-A at night. That's it. Those are my pillars. Now, if you're like, but I have dark circles, but I make melasma, and you have other components to your epidermis, then you can add a little bleaching agent, a little hyaluronic acid to plump the lines. But that's the cherry on top. The meat and potatoes mm-hmm. is sunscreen and antioxidation, glycolic and retinol at night. And all dermatologists believe in those four things. It's not like my opinion. It's like an established, mm-hmm. understood idea. A lot of people ask me about, well, what about growth factors? What about stem cells? What about peptides? And I still think all that stuff is the layer on top. The meat and potatoes is what I just said. All that other stuff is okay, but it's not necessary like the other four things. I was listening to one of your podcasts. I forgot whose podcast you were on, but you were emphasizing the retinol component. And literally last night I was like, I need to start using this. I pulled it out because I had one of yours under our bathroom sink in there. And I'm definitely going to keep going with it. So good. So Michelle, just a little piece of advice on that. Retinol is a powerful Mm -hmm. sloughing agent. So I want you to start that every other night. If you notice that you're getting red or sensitive, you want to mix it with a little moisturizer Mm -hmm. and then in your skin, believe it or not, gets tolerant to it. So you'll build up receptors to the retinol and then Maybe you can only use it twice a week to start. And then you can go like three times a week, a month later. And then, so for me, it takes me about six months to be able to use my retinol every single night. My skin gets used to it. It's like drinking beer. You need two beers to feel a buzz. Then you need four beers to feel a buzz. And that's kind of how it goes. Your skin gets tolerant to it. And you want to get to the point where you can use it every night because it's really an amazing chemical. That's interesting. And going off of the sunscreen component, this is something that I've always wondered because I also know there's a lot of people who are vitamin D deficient. And what is that relationship between wearing sunscreen and also getting vitamin D? Is there, does sunscreen block vitamin D? I know there's a lot of different opinions out there. So I just love to hear your take on that. I love it. It's it's quite a complicated concept. And this is something that's discussed quite heavily in the science, scientific meetings in dermatology, because the skin is one of the major organs that converts 
125 dihydroxyvitamin D to active vitamin D. So if you're blocking your, the sun from touching your skin, you are inhibiting vitamin D production. However, the studies show that um, the sunscreen that you put on your face to protect from sun damage and skin cancer is not inhibiting your total body vitamin D. So it's not a, and, and also when you talk about the cost benefit ratio, the cancer and damage, photo damage that's caused from no sunscreen is far more likely than the very small chance that you're vitamin D deficient. You're probably vitamin D deficient because a, you're not eating enough. B, it's not because of your sunscreen, okay? So the American Academy of Dermatology has created a, you know, basically a statement that says, wear your sunscreen and take vitamin D, mm -hmm. okay? That's kind of the party line. We do not want you to not wear your sunscreen because you think it's inhibiting vitamin D production. So yeah. take a vitamin D and wear sunscreen. That's the answer to good health. Yeah. No, I love that. My aunt actually, I never met her, but she died of melanoma when my mom was growing yeah. up. And so we've always been really cautious about, you know, getting moles removed and all that right. for skin cancer. And so I really appreciate that you say that. That's just something I've always wondered about. So it's yeah. good to know that. I'm sorry um, to hear that. Melanoma is devastating for families. Um, this is kind of a random question, but okay. I definitely see all the TikTok trends out there of all these yeah. different things to do for your skin. And I'd love to know if you think that the derma rolling, the gua sha, I don't even know if I'm saying that right. I don't yeah. do it. If those things are actually helpful for having nicer skin. Yeah. I mean, okay, this is the deal. There are so many little gimmicks and little things out there. Like for example, people ask me like, should I do this laser to stimulate my collagen? I'm like, you know, let's face it. You could probably slap your cheek every night and stimulate your collagen. So do you want to like buy a $2,000 laser? Do you want to go and like, you know, slap your cheek? So these gimmicks like the derma roller, I love the derma roller because I think it does enhance lymphatic drainage. Okay. I mean, our face is full of little channels that drain the fluid out. So is your armpit. So is your leg. There's lymphatic channels everywhere. So if you have a tendency for puffiness or puffy eyes, I do like the derma roller to kind of like massage it out. Secondly, does the derma roller cause more absorption of your products? And the answer is, Probably not. It's not like it's pushing something in. You can do that with your fingertips. And this is just based on physics. The amount of force you're using with your fingertips is about the same as a derma roller. Okay. So I don't think the derma roller is more effective at product absorption. Okay. But I think it's good for lymphatic massage. Is it going to clear your acne? Is it going to make you more beautiful? Probably not. Okay. Yeah. Massage your face with your fingertips is just a cheap derma roller. Number two, compliance is an issue. If I tell somebody, oh, go and massage your face every night, they're not going to do it. But if they have like a funky gadget, hell yeah, they'll do it. So in a way, even though I don't think it's like, oh my God, it's the answer to good skin. It does get people more engaged in their skincare mm -hmm. and psychologically, why not? So I do believe in the psychological component of those things. The gua sha is another lymphatic drainage. It's another pressure. And again, if, if, if you weren't into gimmicks, I would say massage outwardly your cheeks with a little bit of lotion and push out that fluid. People don't think that's sexy and fun. They love to use a little tool. So if that gets them to do it more, then I believe in it.
And on the opposite end of that, I feel like there are people out there who literally won't use any skincare products. Like my husband, for example, Yeah. basically washes his face with water. He uses moisturizer every day, but that's it. And I'd love to know what you think about people. There are people who just have really clear skin regardless of what they do. Do you think that those people should still be keeping up with a skincare routine or is that just everyone's different? Some people are blessed in that way. Yeah. The answer is, is that, you know, I do think that everybody needs sunscreen, no matter who you are. You don't need moisturizer. You don't need retinol, but you need sunscreen. Okay. That is first and foremost. I don't care if your skin's gorgeous. Okay. Um, however, just like beautiful hair, we're all born with the different genetics. And so, you know, some people need really expensive shampoos and masks and like cutting their hair and it's frizzy and this and that. And other people don't. Some people just have this gorgeous, like shiny bulk of hair. Same with skin. There are some people that have really balanced oil glands. They have a normal epidermal shedding process. So they're smooth and they have enough oil to where they're not getting dehydrated and wrinkled. So yes, genetics is one of the most fundamental components of our entire body physiology and health. So there are some people who don't need a lot of stuff. So I do believe that targeting ultraviolet radiation is ubiquitously important for every single person, okay? But antioxidation in the morning, eh, like, okay, if you're like born with gorgeous skin, it's not that important. Glycolic acid to get that dead layer off, Uh, not important for those people who have amazing skin, but sunscreen is important for everyone. And my last question is kind of just a personal question for you, but I'd love to hear, you mentioned that you're a mom and kind of wanting to have balance in your life. I'd love to hear as someone who's so busy with being a dermatologist and having your own business, how do you handle everything in your life? Is there a way that you kind of find balance between life and your family and work? Um, The answer is there, it's, it's the hardest thing I do in my life. And, um, it's, it's, it almost makes me cry because I'm the kind of person that wants to do everything amazing. I want to be the amazing mom who's baking the cookies and, and putting them in the bath every night and, and making sure that I write a note in their lunchbox um, and whisper to them sweet nothings in their ear. I don't want a nanny doing it. But then it's like, I'm like this hardcore dermatologist who wants to be seen by so many patients and I run a business with staff. And the answer is it's, it's really hard to do everything amazing. But one of the lessons I learned probably about three years ago is I don't need to be the biggest. I just want to be the best. Mm -hmm. So if I can just create, like as far as my clinic, if I can just create a little small town ice cream shop feel where everybody's like into the patients, everybody really cares about what we're doing here. And it's like the small town office that matters more to me to deliver that authentic, loving care that's badass science medicine than making five locations and building it out. Like that's not as important to me. I don't need to be huge. I just want to be awesome. And then same with my mom, same with the kids. Like those small moments of intimacy and that connection with my kids is the quality is so much more than the quantity. So the most important question you asked me, Michelle, is that question. How do we as women do it all? And the answer is you don't do it alone. You need help. So they used to say happy wife, 
happy life. And my new motto, it's the Dr. Zinovia motto, good help, happy life. And what that means is it takes a village. You need a good manager for yourself. You need a good husband to help you with the kids. You need your mom to be close to you so she can like, you know, be there for you. You need good friends to talk you off the cliff. You need, a, it takes a village to create a whole world of support. And so I certainly have not done all this alone. I have an amazing staff that loves me like their family and I love them like their family, live and die by the sword for each other. And I wouldn't want it anywhere, any way else. Um, my brothers support me. Like I, I talk to my brothers two, three times a day. My friends are like my life source, my mom. There's so many scopes of my wheel in support that um, I think that is the answer to balancing a woman's life is good help and support. You can't do it alone. We don't live in a bubble and we don't live in a vacuum. And, um, and the other thing is like saying no to stuff. You know, I think that we're all kind of pleasers. At least I am. I come from a very kind of ethnic Greek home and I want everyone to love me and I want everyone to be happy and I don't want to disappoint everybody and the cupcakes have to be frosted perfect. And I'm kind of like a lunatic and that's just dumb, you know, and I've kind of moved away from trying to be little miss perfect and focus on what's important. The big things matter. And, um, and if I can like leave this question with two things get support and focus on really what matters and don't sweat the small stuff. That's huge. I so appreciate that answer. Cause I know it's so easy to just focus on, you know, one realm of life, but I love that you talked about yes. your brothers. I'm the youngest of five and I'm super close with my siblings. And I know yes. if I didn't have just that community alone, I would not be going anywhere because there's yeah. so important. Yeah. I mean, and then, and the other thing is like difficult decisions. I remember like when I had my two kids, I'm like, should I have a third kid? Do I really want a third kid. And I remember I'm like, okay, it's the third kid or it's me going psycho. And I'm like, okay, I, I think I just, I'll just stick with two healthy kids, but it was a really hard decision. I struggled with it like four or five years. And it was like, do I want to be like in marital counseling and be on the verge of divorce or have that third kid? You know, it's like, <laughs> Oh my so gosh. Those difficult decisions um, and the big decisions are important. So like just a small little thing. I have this one girl that works on the Dr. Zenovia team and she does some social media stuff and she's in college and she's like, well, I, I, I'm majoring in marketing, but I don't know. And I said, you know what? You've got four years, four to five years to start before you start thinking about marriage and kids, invest in yourself be courageous and change your career path now. It's going to suck. You're going to have to start from the bottom, but what the hell else are you going to do? So making those big, hard decisions, those are also kind of words of advice for young people. Looking back, I wish I was more courageous and made some difficult decisions and didn't struggle so much with my ambiguity. Oh, I don't know. Wait, this pros, cons, you know, when life is, when the world is your oyster, it's a little paralyzing because there's so many options out there. So it's kind of like a good decision today is better than the best decision tomorrow. Hmm. Like that's hard for me because I love to make the best decisions, you know, but time is super valuable. So it's, you're facing something that's, that you're amb ambiguous about. Sometimes just making a decision and having that courage 
to mess up even a little, it's better than holding pattern and not doing anything. Love for you to share where people can find you and your products. And honestly, I think you need to start your own podcast because you are just such a joy to listen to. This is such a great conversation. You're so sweet. Thank you. I hope you invite me again. Um, Thank you so much for having me. And you know, when you're on these podcasts, it's it, nothing is as good as getting to that authentic little meat and potatoes of life because that's what we all want. We want to inspire each other, help each other achieve our best selves. So thank you for taking the conversation there. I think yeah. that that's more important than any skincare stuff. But um, if you're looking for amazing skincare, um, my name is Dr. Zenovia. That's the name of the product, Dr. Zenovia, Z-E-N-O-V-I-A. You can find it at sephora.com and also drzenovia.com. And my medical practice is in Newport Beach, California. It's so beautiful today. It's super Aww. sunny. It's in Southern California and it's called Zena Medical. My name is Zena for short. So um, you can find me in Newport Beach if you ever want to visit me or do a Zoom consultation with me too. Yeah. I was wondering where your practice actually was. Yeah. It's in Southern California. I was born and raised here. I stayed here because my parents and family is here and, um, it's, it's a cosmetically driven area, you know, it's kind of, you know, bougie little Newport, but I love my bread and butter is, um, teenagers and old people with skin cancer. That's, that's what Mm -hmm. I love to do. So, um, if you ever want to meet me face to face as a patient, we do Zoom consultations worldwide, and I can go through products or actually give you laser advice or medical advice, and um, we've made it really easy for people since I've become kind of a big brand now. People are looking to meet with me personally on a private level, and so we've created consultation services now so that I can talk to people privately about their problems. That's awesome. I had no idea you did the virtual consultation, so I thought it was just like an in-person, you had to be yeah. in the area, no, so you know, it's great. It's funny. That's one of the benefits of COVID. I think we all kind of got more uh, comfortable with like talking to people through a screen. And and yeah, a lot. I mean, I've had patients from Dubai to wow. you know China. Yeah, and it's been incredible to meet people around the world and help them because they're just as confused in Dubai or in China what procedure they should do or if they should use this cream or that cream. So we make it really easy, efficient, and um, sometimes I'm up in the wee hours of the night because the time difference is so different. Oh yeah, it's it it works really well, and I I love being global. Like how awesome to help a teenager in China, you know? That's Mm. just awesome. So I love that my reach is wide, but you can certainly buy my products at Sephora and Doctors Unibia and start there too. for this podcast i really hope you guys enjoy this conversation with dr zenovia i just thought it was so nice and just to meet the person behind a brand that has really helped my skin and has really helped my skincare and so i will have all of her information in the show notes like i mentioned and also links to the products i know they're a little bit pricier so don't feel like you need every single thing that we talked about in this episode pretty clear about not really promoting too much material things on here but i will say if you are in need of investing more in your skincare like I said like we talked about in this episode more money doesn't mean better products but I just can vouch that these are great products if you guys are looking for some new ones and yeah if you ever have any other ideas for people that you'd like me to interview feel free to just dm me on instagram and let me know I would love to hear who you guys would like for me to have on I always appreciate your requests because I want to bring on people who I'm interested in, but also people that you guys are really interested in. So feel free to share on there, write a review if you guys enjoy this podcast. It really does help the podcast grow. So I'd really appreciate that. 
and just follow along and subscribe to hear new episodes every Monday. I'll talk to you guys in my next podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you.